and hallelujah, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Here we are, 8th day of April 2021. Today, she's a Thursday. My name is Nick. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Big J right over there. hey Ready to go. He's got the bandana on today. You're rocking the throwback look. What made you What made you put on the bandana? Uh, I didn't have um, I didn't have a hat on. Yeah. I was like, I feel like I need something on my... Oh, you, you did this once you got to work today? Yeah. Okay. And you're like, let's 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 put the bandana into action. Yeah, and I have a I have a, a longest day committee meeting after the show today. I see. So you wanted to kind of spice up your ensemble a little yeah, bit. Yeah, want to look like I, you know, on a day to day basis, I support everything. But really, I, I felt like I, I needed something on my head. So <laughs> what a weird feeling. I know. Uh, well, I don't have a beard anymore, <laughs> so uh, I'm not wearing a hat. All right. Was there a reason why you didn't grab a hat if you felt so naked? I just, uh, uh, there was kind of in a rush when I left this morning, so uh, it happened to be in the car. The fast, bandana. Fast Big J. Uh, and that's how fast car. that's how his look came together, which, of course, you can see at streamingbigj.com. We have a camera on Big J at all times. No, we should. Not just on me. In here in general. I, I, listen, I've, I've always said I, there are plenty of radio shows out there that simulcast their uh, their feed. Well, Not one of them do I find entertaining. Oh, well, that's you, though. Well, but I here's what I'm saying. That... It, it's it's it, This is not a spectator. Like, they're just going to see you staring at your computer, I guess. And people want that to be part of their day? Yeah. But, I mean, if we were if we had yeah, guests in here and we were doing something and there was something to see, I suppose, you could talk me into it. But until that happens and it's just you and me looking at computers, I'm not sure anybody needs to see that. And if you can make a legitimate argument for me that they do, I suppose I'm willing to hear it. I have several times. But, but no, but that's not legitimate. Just, like, people care. I, I mean, when, we, when I do it when you're not here, it seems pretty successful. Yeah, but no, it, so. you're, not, you're not doing that. You're interacting with them. You know that's, what I mean? Yes. Then, you, then we can interact with our audience on uh, not just on a five, seven minute a minute time. I, I'm not against that. I am against us focusing on other things when probably that should not be the focus of things, though, however. I mean, the the 13 people that are watching the live feed probably shouldn't be the priority over the radio. At show. the beginning. And so, uh, but let us know. Hey, if, if I can get an overwhelming amount of people that tell me they would watch a stream of us looking at our computers while we talk. So I'm, his, his overwhelming number means like 5,000 then. No, no, no. I don't need, I don't mean 5,000, but I mean more than, I mean, I probably would need more than 15 people to say this would be a thing that I would watch on a regular basis. And then I would say, okay. And then I would need proof of that. Not just somebody saying it and then uh, we turn it on and there's three people watching, I guess, is the major concern of things. But uh, none of that's going to happen today. What is going to happen today is we're going to have Phil Anselmo and the Illegals tickets for you to give away. That show is happening tomorrow. We want to make sure you're covered there. Also, a nerd alert will happen over the course of the show today as well. That's on the agenda and we play music. Music like Green Day. Kicking things off here on the morning after. It's time of your life on the X-Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, the Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Big J was so excited about this story yesterday, I can't even explain it to you. 
but there's going to be some pretty cool things happening over the skies of southern Idaho. Oh, the oh, yeah. Idaho National Guard is hosting six AV-8B Harrier aircraft from the Marine Corps Air Station in Cherryport, North Carolina. They will be here in Idaho all the way through the 28th of this month. The Jets will be doing some trainings with A-10s from the Idaho Air National Guard's 190th Fighter Squadron. Operations will involve both day and night training. The majority of the training flights will occur during daylight hours. Night flying will happen the 19th through the 22nd. Training activities will be in airspace and training rangingly typically uses from uh, the Air National Guard all the way to southern Idaho and into northern Nevada as well. So there will be some cool things that will be happening and you could have a chance to see some pretty cool things in the skies as well. Here's the amazing part of the story for me. <laughs> a special phone line has been established to address comments from the public about the planes. If you have them, you can call 208-422-5252. It's too loud. Is that what it is? is that what you think Absolutely. it's for? Absolutely. Oh my god. Absolutely. Oh my god. Because I was thinking to myself, it, it, they made it sound like it was for like if people had any kind of questions about the planes, and I was like, who's calling this number, and why are so many people calling that uh, they need to establish a separate line? But you're right, it's probably about people complaining about things. But I mean, my God, that's why people don't like the noise, Big J. What do you get? I wish they would uh, release a schedule when they're going to be doing stuff. I mean, it'd be cool to be able to see. I don't, I don't know if they do. Uh, uh, static uh, takeoffs and, and landings with the Harrier or not, but that'd be cool to witness. Uh, I'm sure. Maybe you should call the phone line. Let me give you the number again. 208-422-5252. Maybe you can ask them what their schedule is, and they'll tell you. Because it was, you're right, it was not posted. They just they just kind of gave a date thing, not like a time thing. But maybe you were a tour. Big, very excited to hear this news yesterday, and I thought I would share it with the rest of the Treasure Valley. Yeah. Now that they have a phone number. Hey, the sheriff yesterday over in L.A. said that uh, Tiger Woods was driving about 84 to 87 miles per hour at the time of the accident, uh, which happened in L.A. on February 23rd, which is pretty incredible when you think about how fast that actually is. Uh, The speed limit is 45 miles per hour down what many people call a very windy road. So weird that he was going that fast, I suppose. Also weird that that's going to be the end of it. Like, one would think that if you or I were going double the speed limit and got into a pretty serious accident, there should be some charges attached to that, right? I'm telling you, I I think that there was a medical situation. Right. No, there's no doubt there was. But they're not going to release that information. Oh, I see. You're you're saying saying that he, Tiger Woods, suffered a medical event behind the wheel, which caused this. That's my suspicion, yeah. Could very well be right. Either way, uh, they didn't take any kind of... uh, you know, toxicology reports, so that has been ruled out only just because they haven't really done anything. There's also no evidence of impairment or distracted driving, so there's that. Uh, Woods uh, did tell police that he didn't remember uh, driving, and he didn't know how the crash took place, which, of course, could be a result of the accident. You never really know. He hit his head a few times. It could very well be. Could very well be, for sure. Kevin Durant returned last night in a game for the against the Pelicans for the Brooklyn Nets. He missed 23 straight due to a strained right hamstring. Durant entered the game uh, in the second quarter. He came off the bench. The Nets won pretty easily, 139-111. He did finish with 17 points, uh, 7 rebounds, and 5 assists in 19 minutes. So not too shabby off the bench for Kevin Durant. He's going to be fine. And some sad news out of the Hollywood Reporter, Big J. Sylvester Stallone is officially hanging up his boxing gloves. Uh, apparently, it has been decided that the actor will not be appearing in Creed 3, the third installment in his post-Rocky franchise. He will still act as a executive producer of the film, but has decided that this should be the end of the Rocky Balboa story. 
And uh, there's some closure there. If you saw Creed 2, agree or disagree, Victor? Yeah. So you have the opportunity to say that's a fitting end to the story, and you could understand that. But then there's also the side note of why go through all that trouble then if he's not coming back in Creed 3? Oh, well, you haven't heard about the prequels that he wants to do. No, no, no. I know he wants to do <laughs> prequels, but that also doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But I, I understand what, what's going on. Still, uh, it is interesting that it's going to happen, uh, Sylvester Stallone, however. It looks like, at least for now, will not appear on camera. Big J's Nerd Alert on 100.3 The X Rocks. Following last week's surprise news that it was reviving its simulation game golf franchise, publisher Electronic Arts has announced that it's also bringing back the flashiest feather in the video game series cap, the Masters Tournament, Nick. The Masters and its home, Augusta National Golf Club in Augusta, Georgia, will be playable exclusively in EA Sports PGA Tour. EA announced uh, yesterday, and uh, of course the 2021 Masters begins today, Nick. That's right. So EA has also said yesterday that in addition to the Masters, uh, the PGA Tour will feature uh, PGA Championship, the U.S. Open, and the British Open, making it the only video game that will offer all four major tournaments in men's professional golf. So that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, the uh, the golfing video game uh, kind of choices have been bad as of late the last couple of years. Like, there's one out there from that came out in 2019 that you can grab that's got all four, but the one that came out last year wasn't all that great and was missing, I think, uh, two of the four majors. So it'll be interesting to see how this one does if people are interested in video game golf again. I hope they are. Yeah, uh, I, I tried to. I started to download uh, Rory McIlroy's. Uh, PGA Golf the other day and played uh, around and I was like, yeah, I'll wait. I'll wait. It'll be okay. Although that is going to be the exact same video game, so try not to uh, to, to lower those expectations too much. Yeah, I had more to high. do with uh, what we'll feature here later uh, in this uh, nerd, nerd Alert. Best Buy has started piloting a $200 membership program meant to rival Amazon Prime and Walmart's own take on a subscription service. It's called Best Buy Beta, and while it's a lot more expensive than a year of Prime, which is at about $119, it offers perks like focusing on providing services to customers who have a bunch of electronics and their homes members will enjoy unlimited geek squad tech support on all technology they own whether it was purchased from best buy or not oh that's kind of cool yeah they are also getting free installation on most products and two-year warranty protection on most of their purchases include including apple care and apple products it's a pretty big deal. And other perks uh, are free shipping with no minimums, a 60-day extended return window, exclusive member sale pricing, 10% off subscription services billed through Best Buy, and dedicated concierge to support the membership program. However, doesn't include a subscription to a streaming video platform like Prime Video, obviously. Right. But uh, that alone, the installation, you buy a couple TVs or, or you have, maybe you, you get a cheap one somewhere, and then you have them come out and install that. That's, uh, you know, it isn't cheap, especially if you want to do it right. Right. Now, it did say that they would provide tech support. Would they install stuff that you didn't buy from Best Buy? I don't know if that's the thing. Yeah, it says here they will? Uh, they're also getting free installation on most products. Right. So I just thought I just assumed that was most products purchased from Best Buy. I mean, we'll see. It's a pilot program right now, and there's about you know 30 or 40 stores across the country. Not none of those included here in Idaho that are doing this just yet, <laughs> but 
it will happen. So if you're into that sort of stuff, it might not be a bad way to go. Something very strange is happening on Tuesday, April 20th, Nick. Uh, Major League Baseball, the show 21, will be available to Xbox users. And not just for sale, but for free with Xbox Games Pass. That is huge. I'm totally looking forward to downloading this on, uh, on Tuesday, April 20th. And this marks the first time that Sony Interactive Entertainment exclusive game will be available to play in Xbox. And according to PlayStation, the decision uh, to bring Major League Baseball, the show 21, to more platforms and game pass came straight from major league baseball uh quote as a part of the goal for this year's game major league baseball decided to bring the franchise to more players and baseball fans a playstation representative tells inverse uh, this decision provides a unique opportunity to further establish major league baseball the show as the premier brand for baseball video games essentially what happened was is when they went to do another contract between sony interactive entertainment and major league baseball they said hey enough with this exclusive garbage uh, we need it available on all platforms so we can get as many people playing and pretending to be base baseball fans. Thank you. Yeah, uh, it doesn't hurt, and it's really cool that that's happening. Remind me how uh, Game Pass works. Is everything on Game Pass downloadable, or is it only streaming? Oh, no, it's all downloadable. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, you don't get to keep As long as you have the subscription, you don't get to keep playing. It. Right, right. Um, and then it, it's not there permanently. It, will, it, pro it could go away at some point. But if you download so. it, isn't it on your system and you can play it at any time? Uh, yeah, no, that's not how that works. Oh, well, that's how it works with PlayStation now. I mean, not um, every game is downloadable, but once it's on your system, you can play it, whether it's still available on PlayStation now or not. Yeah, no, that's not that's not exactly how it works. However, games usually come in and out, and, and depending on how popular it is. Of course. Uh, so don't expect, though, any other uh, Sony PlayStation interactive uh, entertainment game exclusives being available on your Xbox uh, anytime soon. This is a, a, a term for their contract with Major League Baseball. There's your nerd alert, courtesy of Big J. On the way here in a few minutes, some uh, big old uh, pop culture smackdown is going to be happening, plus we're going to go to hell. Important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you have been injured because of another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444. Chapman, the attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. If you have judged somebody on their music tastes in the past, you <laughs> should know your judgments may have actually been legitimate. A new article written in The Hill looks at a few past studies and notes that uh, a bunch of them show a link between preferred musical genres, our capacity for empathy, and cross samples showing what kind of empathy levels are linked to preferences even within genres. Basically, what that means is if you have a bias in your, you know, kind of hard towards mellow music or, you know, a little bit more slow jammy kind of stuff like R&B, soft rock kind of things you are probably going to be pretty empathetic. Whereas the study found if you like genres like heavy metal or hard rock, you tend to think a little bit more logically while you still have empathy, it's a little bit less than those that don't like the harder stuff, as it were. Another study found that self-assured people are more likely to enjoy positive music. And if you seek excitement, you prefer up-tempo kind of music as well. And all these basically things say, according to the professor that put all these studies together, is that, listen, the idea that music is entertainment is obviously a thing, but the fact that it might solely be entertainment is probably not necessarily true. 
it's uh, it's a form of language. It's part of human evolution, and it's deeply embedded into our brains. And the kind of music we like really does describe to other people an accurate depiction of who we are. And so that is something that you probably need to keep in mind. Of course, there are, you know, extending extenuating circumstances for each particular situation, but for the most part, you can group kind of people together by their musical tastes, which shouldn't surprise anybody, right, Big Jay? Yeah. I mean, it's nice that it took a while to, to catch on, but we've always said music is more important than just something for your ears, that there's a little bit more to it than that, and it's an extension of our personality, so now you know. Well, the Vancouver Canucks are shutting things down for a little bit because uh, no. they have 21 players that have tested positive for the coronavirus. That's, uh, that's wow. That's a lot. Uh, and then they have four other members of the organization who also tested positive. Uh, Canucks say the cases stem from a variant of the virus. The entire team is in quarantine, and after not being able to play since late last week, it's kind of uncertain when the team will be able to return to competition because the numbers keep going up within the team. So... There's that. Obviously, there is no NHL bubble. The NHL is doing a fairly good job of keeping the Canadian teams up in Canada and the state's teams down here in the States, so that travel is limited with this particular instance. But there isn't, like, a, an NBA bubble like there was last year. Teams, yeah. teams are kind of treating things as Canada is starting to surge a little bit right yep. now. So. Uh, the variant is starting to take effect. I was just seeing a story that the, uh, the British variant is now the most common case of COVID here in the States, too. So... Uh, it's just one of those deals. And, you know, now, uh, obviously, the other part of it is, you know, vaccines are happening, but not a lot of places are like Idaho where anybody can get them. You know what I mean? There's just a lot of places that still have age and job restrictions based on how many people have lined up for it. So that's also a factor in a lot of places. Joe Hottinger and Lizzie Hale from Hailstorm are looking for your help. They want you to join them in trying to save a legendary Nashville live music value venue called Exit Inn which is celebrating its 50th anniversary this year. The property is under contract to a firm that is purchasing independent value in venues, and club owners are requesting that the firm sell them the property so the club can carry on. They posted on Instagram yesterday uh, about their kind of experiences at this particular place, since both uh, Hottinger and Hale live in Nashville. And they enjoy the fact that it is a fantastic stage, it is a great venue, and it also is one of the few that really focuses on rock music in the world of Nashville. Nashville, obviously, a country town. So uh, they wanted to hopefully share the ability to do that. They've set up a GoFundMe page for the saving of the venue. You can check it out for yourself on uh, Joe's Instagram, or you can check out the GoFundMe page and just search uh, Exit In if you want to get more information or at least donate a little bit for them. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. Big J, we are headed to China for today's We're Going to Hell story. Oh, man. And this one can be a touch complicated, so try to follow me through this maze that I'm going to take you on. But it all starts at a wedding in China on the 31st of March, right? Right. And as is standard wedding procedure, if the parents are still around and in good standing with the children getting married, usually uh, there's some walking down the aisles. Agree? Uh, yes. Uh, the, the father of the bride usually gives away the bride, so to speak. And then the mother of the groom usually walks the groom down 
to the aisle to get ready to get married and this was happening and you know it's one of those deals where apparently it was like a destination wedding like uh, these two people had fallen in love and their parents had lived in other parts of the country so at the wedding was really the first time that the parents got a chance to meet the other person that their their son or daughter was getting married to does it make sense yeah and so as uh, the woman was walking her son down the aisle to give him uh, to the uh, to the bride she had noticed that the bride had a birthmark on her arm that was fairly distinctive. And then the mother of the groom started to break down and cry right there in the middle of the church. And of course, this is a wedding and it's being filmed, so all this is caught on camera. And everybody's like, what's going on? So obviously his son goes up to his mom and says, hey, what's happening? And uh, the mom just gets up and walks over to the parents of the bride and asks, quote... Did you by any chance adopt your daughter? The bride's parents both responded yes, which we'll get into in a second. But what this basically boils down to is the mom of the groom was walking her son down the aisle, recognized the birthmark on the arm of the woman he was getting married to, and then recognized her as the daughter that she had given up for adoption. Oh, my God. Over 20 years ago. Uh, and so right away there's like, uh oh, right? Uh, and so, uh, and then the other part of this was the parents of the bride never revealed to the daughter, at least up to this point, that she was adopted. So all this had to come out on the wedding night. Oh man. Whoa. So you find out you're adopted, you find that's, out that your mother in law is not romantic just romantic comedy waiting to happen. <laughs> your mother in law, it's your mother. And it's a whole thing. And now you feel like, okay, is this has this complicated the marriage? Because obviously the mom of the groom is the mother of the bride as well. But there's where the other fold comes in. Uh, turns out that the groom was actually adopted by the mom as well. She had some uh, overwhelming guilt because uh, she gave up her daughter for adoption and therefore she adopted a son of her own when she was more financially stable. And that's where this guy comes in. So what? the marriage was allowed to happen because they weren't actually related by blood. And so now you've got a real complicated relationship. But they didn't know that they were... They had no... Well, technically they're not related in any way. They just right. happened to technically have the same mom, I guess. Outside of the but fact, they didn't know they had the same mom. No, because they nobody had ever met until the wedding. Oh my god! And so that they can't be real. They had seen pictures and stuff, but pictures don't make. You know, it wasn't until the birthmark that she saw on the arm that she really made the connection. Like, hey, my baby that I gave up for adoption had that exact same birthmark. And then the parents of the bride said yes, and it turned out that she had left this baby abandoned at the side of the road. Oh and these my parents God. had found it oh, that's and awful. raised it as her own. And so there's a lot of guilt and terrible things involved in this whole story. But super, super, super weird. And how all of this could happen and yet still not affect the wedding is pretty incredible. When you think about it. Well, at that point, you spent all the money. Oh, yeah. There's no going back now. So, might as well have a good day. Even if you are my sister, this is happening. Is basically what was happening. Even though you are my sister, but not my sister. Sister, but not my sister. See you on Pornhub. (laughs) Is how it's all coming together. So, apparently... We can't get over any hurdle, and any relationship can. So congratulations to the happy couple. Uh, I'm sure everybody involved in the story is going to need some serious couch time to work through these issues that were just bubbling on the surface and finally came to a fruition at a wedding of all places. But I guess technically a happy ending, Big J. So there's that. Also, 
Nothing wrong with giving your child up for an adoption. Probably something wrong with just leaving them on the side of the road, however. Oh, big time. Not a great way to do that. Who do you think you are, Moses? Or wait, <laughs> morning Moses after. Moses' parents? Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the extra. That is Bush. That is everything zen here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Of course, you're familiar with Tiger King. Yes, Big J? Yeah. And I don't know if this gentleman was trying very hard to get some sort of spinoff or develop some sort of weird reality series of his own. But there is a gentleman in New York named Joshua Joshua Seguin, who's 40 years old, that just got himself into some serious trouble because he was trying to set up in his very own house, Big J, a shark like breeding service. Whereas he had an opportunity to sell sharks to people that want very large sharks in their aquariums or whatever. And he started it all via his backyard and his basement. Uh, But uh, as suspected, Big J, the reason why this is news is because it it didn't work out very well for him. Uh, According to the government, he was fined about $50,000. He's facing upwards of 12 years in prison because you can't just keep a bunch of sharks in your house, Big J. There's a lot of permits and things and uh, all sorts of stuff involved in it. And you certainly can't just sell them over the internet, which is exactly what Josh was doing. He was raising seven sandbar sharks, which is a protected species in New York, to try to sell over the internet. And the government found that he had done this at least three other times. The state official started investigating him in July of 2017 after he was arrested in Georgia for driving without a license. And uh, he also happened to have five sharks in a large circular tank in the back of his truck. But uh, they weren't sure why, but Georgia police just let him go. And so uh, they were trying to get all the sharks up in there. They're like, hang on, this is not legal. Uh, He then admitted that he was transporting the sharks to New York where he intended to sell them. And then when the government showed up, they found he had other live sharks in the house in New York. He was uh, conducting business under the name Aquatic Apex Life and then was selling a whole bunch of sharks over the Internet, which apparently is where he was making his money. But when they did the raid, they found an above ground pool in his inside of his house that contained seven live sharks. Uh, and then there was also a bunch of dead sharks, which means it didn't go as well, which also, again, uh, is going to add on to the animal awful, cruelty charges awful. that are involved in this. And that's that's the underbelly of this stuff that they don't like to show you, is that, yeah, there's a couple of them that are okay, but there's a lot that didn't end up okay while they were trying to figure this whole thing out and, uh, you know, keep a whole bunch of large sharks in an above-ground pool in, you know, his living room isn't the greatest place for these sharks to be. And so there were some issues with it. Uh, according to the story, uh, you could you could sell or buy a live shark online from Josh from anywhere from ten to to, to twenty five thousand dollars, depending on what kind of shark that you wanted. So the money was there apparently, and there's enough people out there that want a shark. And to that, I say, why? What? Where? Why? What are you gonna do with it? I mean, does it is it one of those badass kind of things? Like it proves you're a badass if you have a shark. Yeah. It does? Is it like a tiger in that way? Uh Uh-huh, I guess. Uh, And so there is... Threaten to throw someone in. Right, yeah. uh, Get me some with frickin' laser beams. An Ace Ventura kind of thing, too. So uh, the good news is they shut it down. The bad news is it's probably going to lead to Shark King on Netflix at some point. You have been warned. On the morning after with Nick and Big J.
Important Stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you have been injured because of another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Well, Big J, uh, it's been a little over a year since COVID has made its rush here to the United States, and we're discovering things about it still, especially uh, with those people that have actually had been diagnosed with COVID. And what we're learning is once you have COVID, it doesn't necessarily mean it's over. And one of the things that people aren't really realizing until now about COVID is the truly hmm, dramatic amount of effect it has on your mental health. Not not only does it have an effect on your physical health, but uh, those who survive COVID-19 are really, really likely to have some sort of psychiatric or uh, neurological condition related to the virus once things are done, especially after the first six months of the infection. Now, when it comes to that kind of thing, we're talking about uh, common things like anxiety. That would be the most common thing that COVID-19 people that had it, uh, the disease, deal with. Also, depression comes right after that. And then 7% of the patients who experienced these complications had to be put back into intensive care because of it. 2% were diagnosed with dementia within six months of being infected. Of course, a lot of these numbers come from the elderly that had a big part of it, so some of that stuff makes sense. But the other side of it is that's one thing that we forget about. Sometimes when you go like, yeah, I battled through COVID, it was fine, but the mental struggle for that lingers long afterwards. And one of the things that this study talked about was it, it was one of the, the hardest things about it is dealing with it and you know talking to family members about it or thinking there's some sort of stigma attached to it because you had COVID-19, that means automatically you weren't careful or that you're lying about having COVID-19 because one of your family members doesn't believe it's a thing. I mean, there's so many other aspects of it that tie into it that make it a mental issue as much as it is a physical one sometimes. Oh, let me tell you, I have... I have, you know, I call it COVID PTSD. And uh, mine is, you know, I don't know necessarily, Nick, if it's just wrapped up in the fact that I got sick. But, you know, the fact that the same time that I got sick and was, was you know, had a positive COVID test, my dad passed away literally the same day that I found that out. Um, and and he had he died from COVID. So I mean, there's a whole lot of stuff wrapped up in that, and and you know, going on to this very day, um, it, it hasn't been as prevalent now that we have the vaccine out there and that people, you know, some of the cases are going down. But you know, if anybody around me was was feeling sick, or I would freak out, uh, mostly because my wife hadn't gotten it yet, and I was scared for her to get it because, you know, she has a, you know, she doesn't want to admit it, but she's got a couple other things that might, you know, cause interference with that so it would be a real thing where i would just shut down man anxiety would be uh go from a two to a 15 and it was bad and i haven't really have had a lot of experience with it lately but um it it was a real thing yeah yeah absolutely and there's no doubt about it and and part of it maybe could be the time between it because i mean the other part of it is uh your diagnosis came fairly early on in the whole covid thing yeah and so you've had a little bit more time to deal with it but if this stuff is still fresh in your mind or you're dealing with something and it's all going to go through it's it's all part of our idea to help normalize mental health and it's okay to talk to somebody about this stuff and it's okay to feel this way about this stuff 
you probably should, to be perfectly honest. And so there is certainly, uh, you know, a, a chance for us to normalize this a little bit more and go, you know what? If you have these kind of thoughts, if you have anxiety about it, if you have depression about it, talking to somebody certainly is a great place to help kind of relieve some of that tension. Not all of it, certainly, but but some of it. And uh, and realizing that that this is something that is fairly common with people is also a probably a good thing for your mental health as well. So keep that in mind. And if you have these issues, talking to somebody would not be a bad idea at all. The uh, Los Angeles County Sheriff yesterday said that Tiger Woods was driving anywhere from 84 to 87 miles per hour at the time of his crash in L.A. That's about twice the speed limit of 45 miles per hour in that particular area. Uh, and they believe that it was Woods' high speed uh, that caused him to lose control behind the wheel and then caused the accident, which caused uh, all the injuries that Tiger Woods is dealing with now. And so uh, that is where it's just going to end. They're not going to dig any more deeper. That's the way it's going to go, and that's the information that's been released. So you're going to have to either uh, be upset or completely deal with it and go on with your own lives. It's up to you. Uh, Some people are taking this a little bit more seriously than others, but uh, it certainly was at least a little bit of information that was released yesterday. Big J, any interest in the Netflix um, original show Jupiter's Legacy? Uh, I don't know. They released the first official trailer for it. Uh, I would think just based on the history of the person involved, you might want to be into it. Uh, Mark Millar is the gentleman that they are basing this off of. He, of course, is the creator of Kingsman and of uh, Kick-Ass as well. And they decided to do this. It's all about a group of superheroes who receive their powers in the 30s and then what they're dealing with in modern day times as well. So it's kind of like a timeline jumping back and forth from origin to modern day. It certainly is a little bit more... I'll call it drama-related, then I would say an action or even a comedy. Uh, you know, Kingsman certainly has some comedy elements to it, so does Kick-Ass. This has got a little bit, but I would call it a drama more than anything else. Uh, but uh, Josh Duhamel stars in the actual show. It's going to drop on May 7th, the first series is, so you can check it out then on Netflix. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, tomorrow you've got a little special virtual concert to attend. If you can beat me, Pop Culture Smackdown. It's coming from Phil and Samo and the Illegals. Vulgar display of Pantera, man. It's going to be super awesome and uh, you can't go wrong. So, by the way, if you can't make it tomorrow, that's okay. I think you've got two weeks to be able to check out this event, which is always kind of nice. Um, but again, you got to beat me, Pop Culture Smackdown. So, let's do it. You think you got what it takes? Get on the horn. 208-287-1003. I will test your pop culture prowess. If you are on the phone when Big J gets his pop culture question wrong, you are declared the victor. And ticker tape parades all around. Hello, The X. What's going on? How you doing, brother? What's your name? Jeremy. All right, Jeremy, you're up first. Jeremy, this actor is said to be never more than six degrees away from anyone in Hollywood. Who is it? Uh, Six degrees of blank. I couldn't tell you, big guy. Oh, no. Wrong. Oh, you're never good at this pop culture thing. <laughs> Jeez, leave Jeremy alone. Hello, the X. Hey, guys. Hey, buddy. This actor is never more than six degrees away from anybody in Hollywood, according to legend. Who is it? Kevin Bacon. Right. Delicious Kevin Bacon is absolutely right. Bacon! I mean, Jay said it was finger food earlier this week. 
Big J, this comedian is the current host of Price is Right. Who is that? Drew Carey. That is correct. Right. Back to you, sir. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan played an anti-hero called The Comedian in this DC comic book movie adaptation. Oh, man. I don't know anything about DC. Uh, uh, Big J surface area. I don't know. <laughs> Wrong. Solid comedy coming, callback. Coming to a theater near you. <laughs> oh, God, I hope not. Hello, The X. The Watchman. The Watchman is correct. Right. Well played, sir. Big J, this cult TV show used the tagline, Who Killed Laura Palmer? Twin Peaks. That is absolutely correct. Right. Back to you, sir. Robin Wright eventually took over the role as president after Kevin Spacey left this Netflix show because he was a scumbag. What TV show was it? Uh, what was his name? Uh, Robin Wright is the woman who eventually took over the role as president on this Netflix TV show after Kevin Spacey left because he's a scumbag. So we're looking for the name of the Netflix show that Kevin Spacey was the president on and then Robin Wright became president on. Um, not a clue. Empire? Empire. Wrong. Correct. Thank you for guessing, though. Hello, The X. Hey, how's it going? Hey, uh, Robin Wright eventually took over the role as president on this Netflix TV show after Kevin Spacey left the role because he's a scumbag. What TV show are we talking about? House of Cards. House of Cards. Right. Is correct. Big J, back in 1986, Clint Eastwood was elected the mayor of what small town in California? Uh, Caramel? Caramel is... Right. Correct. And I'm going to let you run the table today, Big J. You need yeah. a victory? I'm going to give it to you. Congratulations. I don't need nothing. I took a victory. You, you didn't need, hand me nothing. You needed a win, and you got a win, my friend. And so did you. Congratulations, buddy. Hey, we on. both get tickets. Hang on one second. We'll hook you both up with the Phil Anselmo and the Illegals tickets for the live streaming concert happening tomorrow. We have got some headlines. Those are next on the X-Rock. Yay. Headlines brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. If you need a car loan do-over, get online pre-approval with the I pre-check button at GoTeamMazda.com. You know the one you hear about on the X all the time? Check it out for yourself. GoTeamMazda.com. Headlines are as follows. Rough night. Pretty gross, and everybody's got to eat. Uh, let's go with pretty gross. Don't try to imagine the smell, but police in Phoenix, Arizona are investigating after hundreds of fish were dumped on the side of the road. Arizona Game and Fish says at least 1,000 pounds of carp and boxes of trash from a spearfishing tournament held at Lake Pleasant over the weekend were dumped for some reason in the area of 15th Avenue and Pinnacle Peak Road. Now, you're not going to know. This is a pretty... I'm not going to say it's one of the busier streets in Phoenix, but it is like, it's like an established, like, cross, like, the avenues of Pinnacle Peak Road is a fairly large kind of section of road, and so to think that there are a thousand pounds of fish just randomly dumped on this side of the road is crazy. Uh, Police say if they can find the person responsible, they could be cited for criminal littering, but it has to reek, because not only that, but factor in the, the weather in Phoenix, so you've got dirty, gross, garbage fish rotting in the hot sun at the side of the road it's got to stink and i'm not sure how that happens or why but uh fairly interesting that it's happening and so they're hopefully gonna you know use a bunch of closed circuit tv to try to piece it all together but it all depends on the camera angles but it was from a tournament yeah they said that it came from some sort of tournament that was happening on lake pleasant I don't know why. But I thought that there would be... You don't keep those. I thought... 
Your wow. guess is as good as mine. I know nothing about fishing tournaments. I'm not sure why they had that many fish uh, or that much garbage, but why even more importantly it was dumped on the side of the road, I don't know. Unless somebody like lost their load, that could be a thing. Right. That. And uh, <laughs> I know it happens a lot. Rough night or everybody's got to eat? Everybody's got to eat. A 10-year-old Stillwater, Oklahoma boy who led police on a chase in his parents' minivan says he was just trying to head to the store to buy Cheerios, bro. Take it easy. The St. Paul Pioneer Press reported Tuesday that a police officer spotted the boy driving the van around 9.30 p.m. on Sunday night and knew immediately he was either 10 or 11 years old. The boy fled when the officer activated his emergency lights, leading police on a chase that reached speeds of 50 miles per hour. At one point, he did drive through an intersection and in a residential yard in reverse, narrowly missing a tree. Thankfully, uh, nobody was hurt. Police eventually were able to block his path, ending the chase, and the dude just wanted some Cheerios. Like, you're 10, I get it, but if you're going to go to bat and steal your parents' car, hopefully it's for something better than Cheerios, right? Yeah, I don't know, man. A little bland. Yeah, I agree with you, it's a little bland, but, I mean, it's better than him, a uh, 10-year-old chasing some meth. Okay. You're right. You're right. No, I mean, I guess if compared to meth, I'd take Cheerios. You're absolutely correct. Uh, I didn't know we were comparing Cheerios to illegal well, drugs. Well, I mean, I don't. You, now, you didn't. You left it open for interpretation. So I was thinking more along the lines: if you are so hungry, you got to bust out of your parents' house to grab some food. You'd think you'd raise the bar a little bit higher than uh, toasted oat cereal. But uh, I understand where you're coming from as well. We'll wrap it up with rough night. Most people don't bring armor when visiting local stores, but to each their own. Police in Clearfield County, Pennsylvania, were called to a Dollar General store after they got reports of a woman who was wearing a hard hat, look, holding a crockpot lid as a shield, and carrying a bathroom scale. Uh, they say that 25-year-old Tiffany Kerfoot was under the influence of a bunch of drugs, and uh, when police showed up, said people were chasing her and also trying to hurt her. She also told people that she is on the run because she witnessed a murder at her home gave police her address when troopers went to the house to investigate uh they found her boyfriend who said i don't know what you're talking about man tiffany's been gone for 24 hours i can't find her anywhere and uh he thinks that she might have a drug problem police slowly nodded and then let her let him know that uh, his girlfriend was now in jail for public drunkenness and taken to a hospital because they wanted to make sure she wasn't overdosing on something so again a rough night for tiffany uh, the good news is nobody was murdered. I mean, oh, at yeah, least there's thankfully. that. Or kidnapped. Right. Uh, she said she witnessed a murder. Apparently, that was just a figment of her imagination. But uh, I do wonder, you're you're a pampered chef uh, person. Would a crockpot lid protect you from any kind of severe damage? Oh, it would certainly uh, protect you from uh, steaming liquid within the crockpot. Okay, so it's only good for crockpot yeah. protection. I would not suggest using that as a defensive implement against attack. It's not like a Captain America kind of secret where we no, can chuck it No, it's not made of vibranium. And it comes back. Okay, well, now we know. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. Here's traffic. Kind of hoping the Pampered Chef ones would do that. Hey, I'm not. I'm an honest Pampered Chef consultant, not like some of the mothers out there. So you're right. There are a lot of Pampered Chef consultants that tell you that their their stuff has superpowers. They'll do whatever to get you to host a party. Not me. He'll tell the truth. Like, don't use your crockpot top as a shield. Yeah, cooking with Big J, by the way, Facebook. If you want to host a party, <laughs> you open the door to this. Not me. You're right. It's my own fault. Brand new X-Rock there from The Architects. That song is called Animals here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. And let's play a game, Big J. How about some Doritos roulette, Nick? 
I don't know what this is. So you're familiar with roulette, right? I have uh, Russian roulette we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, Russian we talking roulette. About the or any roulette. It basically, it's uh, you, you spin a wheel, and you don't know where that ball is going to land. Yeah. Uh, you spin the cylinder. You're not sure if there's a live round in it. Don't play that game. Watch Deer Hunter. Um, and so I guess this is something that uh, Doritos has done in the past, and, and I didn't know about this, and, and I can't wait to try it out. But uh, they will be uh, releasing some bags of Dorito Roulette, which will be coming out April 12th. And uh, basically, it's a bag of, of your typical nacho cheese Doritos, but within that bag are some fiery uh, hot Dorito chips. Okay. And so, uh, you know, you never know. Each handful might bring out one of those hot bad boys and uh, melt your brains and insides. Yeah, no thanks. I'll pass. But uh, do you like the fiery nacho cheese Dorito? Oh, I, I, w- I won't turn away any Dorito. <laughs> it doesn't so, matter to the Dorito. Yeah. You will happily eat it. And I don't think they're that fiery and hot. But. Well, there you go. Then uh, then this should be right up your alley, yeah, right? Yeah, sure. I wish, I, w- I wish it was the other way around. Like, it was a, a bag of fiery hot Doritos, and then every now and then there was a ranch in there <laughs> well that would there would be color contrast there so you'd be able to figure out i would actually prefer this and that is if they were just like a blank bag of doritos and you don't know which kind you're buying uh well, <laughs> that would be more fun nobody wants to like and that's like mystery meat nobody I, wants to I find know. out what it is that's in there but you think how exciting it'd be to open that bag of doritos Listen, man, if opening a bag of Doritos is exciting to you, you've got real issues. Nah, it's exciting. No, it really isn't. Sure. And it shouldn't be. You should have an idea of what you're purchasing. I mean, you don't have to be buying the party size. I mean, you could be uh, buying the snack size. Now, I I like the idea of if you're going to go Dorito roulette, why not go all in? Because Dorito has ridiculous amounts of different flavors out there. Why not put a whole bunch into a particular package and sell that? Whereas it's not just nacho cheese and fiery. It's nacho fiery. There's Cool Ranch in there. There's some taco flavored in there. There's the other flavors of Doritos that you can factor in there and it's all kind of mishy and mashy in there so you got yourself like a doritos gulag great idea man i'm gonna send this segment to doritos all right uh frito-lay i believe is who you want to forward yeah. that to morning after with nick thank and you frito-lays i love you <laughs> and uh i believe that's ip now that we mentioned it on the radio right so it's our idea nobody else can take advantage of yeah except for frito-lays of course and they'll pretend that they had it all along we're gonna do some bad impressions that's next in the x rock <laughs> I'm not impressed. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Yes, indeed. We can hook you up with some music here for free from the band Bring Me the Horizon Post-Human Survival Horror. Great album. We'll hook you up with that if you can beat me. Or I'm sorry, if you can figure out my clues in that thing that we do called Bad Impressions. Oh, no. All right. 208-287-1003. Is the number you need to call if you'd like to play for this digital download. Big J will send you an email. It'll have everything you need right on it. And Bad Impressions works like this. Big J has three clues. Each of them individually and collectively points to somebody pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is in those three clues or less, then you are the winner. Hello, The X. Yes, sir. Good morning, sir. You're up first. Good luck to you. Thanks. No matter what happens, I was Andy Dwyer in Parks and Recreation, and I was awesome. Mm, never watched that show. That's uh, that's on you, pal. Jurassic World or Jurassic Kingdom were pretty good to me. I played Owen. 
Oh, I want to go with uh, Chris Pratt. There you go. That is correct, my friend. Hang on one second. We'll hook you up with that Bring Me the Horizon album and Clue 3 just for giggles. Who am I in the MCU? Star-Lord. That's who. And why is Chris Pratt in the news? Uh, Chris Pratt has uh, another movie coming out here, and it was originally supposed to come out uh, via Paramount Pictures in the theaters this summer, but... Uh, the Tomorrow War, Nick, is going to come out on Amazon via their Prime Video streaming service July 2nd. So uh, it is a film directed by Chris McKay, stars Chris Pratt, Yvonne Stravinsky, uh, Betty Glippen, and our buddy J.K. Simmons. Hey, all right. So here's the synopsis. In the Tomorrow War, Nick, the world is done when a group of time travelers arrive from the year 2051 to deliver an urgent message. 30 years in the future, mankind is losing a global war against a deadly alien species. The only hope for survival is for soldiers from, and civilians from the present to be transported to the future to join the fight. Among those recruited is high school teacher and family man Dan uh, Forrester, played by Chris Pratt. Determined to save the world for his young daughter, Dan teams up with a brilliant scientist and his estranged father, played by J.K. Simmons, in a desperate quest to rewrite the fate of the planet. This sounds like, now synopsis-wise, a movie that you would skip over with the streaming dumbass. No, not at all. Uh, but it also sounds like Terminator with aliens and not robots. Yeah, ter- yeah, exactly. Terminator's a little bit of maybe... Uh, live die and repeat too yeah that could be that could so very well, well be we'll see either way it's it's might get me to watch it when it comes out uh well listen i won't count those chickens before they hatch but uh, it is happening on july the 2nd on amazon prime and it will be available for you to check out for free now is it one of those simultaneous releases like it no also it's be- just coming out on right. amazon prime there you go the only way you can get it now is amazon only prime way. morning after with nick and big j we will wrap things up here next on the x rocks I- Come on, man. Well, it's all people could hear. Uh, Foo Fighters waiting on a war. Because you didn't have your headphones on. But uh, it is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Big J struggled to get his headphones on there at the last second. But we got her done. And that's going to do it for the show today. Thanks for hanging out with us. We did have a chance to talk a little bit about the Nerd Alert stuff. Big J is very excited for the show to be available on Xbox. And he's looking forward to the 20th of this month. Yeah, Adam and I were talking about having an X-League. Yeah, man, nice. I like it very much. I don't know what that means, but I like it. What do you mean? We well, usually you need, uh, yeah, but I mean, for a league, you would need to do a season and, and have a team. Do you? You yeah. don't really have a baseball team, right? Yeah, I'm sure. You, I don't. I've never played the show, but I'm sure you can create one, right? Well, you I mean, your own team? they have like a Madden-esque kind of situation to it where, yes, you can create from scratch. But I think he's more talking about we uh, you can create a franchise and you go in there as a franchise yeah, and play an entire yeah. season. I'd probably end up with the Braves. There you go. And you'd be the Brewers. Of course. That's that was my already team. mentioned. That is my team. And uh, we also had a chance to talk a little bit about how sometimes you can just be going to a wedding for your son and then find your long-lost daughter that you gave up for adoption that happens to be married, uh, marrying your son, and it just turns into a real cluster F all the way down to the bottom. But they made it happen. It came together, and they were still able to get married because both of the kids were adopted. No blood relation. What a treat, right? Yeah. Uh, still had to be quite the uh, the crazy wedding for sure. But that leaves you with the floor, Big J. Hey, uh, Budweiser has created some special beers for Utah. Now, they created it as a clever joke. Uh, at least a lot of people in Utah thought it was a joke, but uh, they've taken a big step in the campaign. They created uh, some beer bottles, Nick, uh, that feature classic phrases from the state, such as, oh my heck, and frick yeah. 
why are they doing this? Uh, the limited edition. Well, I think it was kind of just because the, there's, you know, the alcohol rules there in oh, Utah. Oh, so they're saying if we have to brew special alcohol for Utah, yeah. we might as well make special the, bottles. The limited edition bottles will only be sold in Utah are being promoted by a new campaign slogan. All right. What's the slogan called? The beer Utah swears by. There you go. Love it. Check it out for yourself. Not too far if you want to get it. But it's still the regular Budweiser, just uh, dumbed down for Utah, right? Right. So uh, if you want to get yourself some Budweiser water, you want to have some water, you can head down to Utah and enjoy the fun little labels on a bottle. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by Team Mazda. If you need a car loan do-over, get online pre-approval with the I pre-check button at GoTeamMazda.com. The one you hear about all the time on the X, check it out for yourself. We will be back tomorrow. Last chance for your Phil Anselmo and the Legos tickets going to be happening then because the streaming concert's happening tomorrow night, so we'll make sure you're covered there. Have a good one. Jason Drew's up next. It's the X-Rock 